0: We all know it's essential to keep our business social accounts active and post relevant and engaging content regularly. But maybe you're struggling with ideas. Welcome to my monthly Awareness Dates content ideas to give you inspiration for the month ahead. Hi, you're listening to the Stress Free Social Media Podcast. I'm Nicole Bromley, digital consultant at Copper in Guernsey. And I love helping businesses like yours flourish online and get rid of social media overwhelm. In today's episode of the Stress-Free Social Media Podcast, not only will I be sharing with you 11 May dates to get you all fired up, but I will also be talking with James and Luke from Black Arrow Cyber Consulting Limited on World Password Day and how businesses can protect themselves and their social media accounts by following best practices. With each awareness day, think about how it might be relevant to your business, your clients and the problems that you are solving with your products and services. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe to this podcast. So let's start with National Walking Month, encouraging you to get active and learn about local walks and the benefits to your physical and mental health. Why not encourage staff to walk to work and share their journeys on social media? Next up is Wordsmith Day on the 3rd of May. Why not share some wise words, poetry, or quotes from your favourite wordsmith? Share your favourite quote today. Next up is World Password Day on the 4th of May, reminding us of the importance of protecting ourselves with strong passwords and learning more about cybersecurity. If you are guilty of including a pet's name, putting an exclamation mark at the end, writing it down, or not changing it in the last 30 days, it's time to change your password. This leads me on nicely to our guest today from Black Arrow Cyber Consulting Limited. Welcome James Martell, one of the founding directors in Guernsey, and Luke Acott, who leads up the UK team. Thanks for talking with me today. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about what Black Arrow Cyber Consulting do?
1: Hi, Nicole. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be here. So we are a a team of experts with experience spanning um, and background spanning British intelligence, security, law enforcement, government and global finance. Um, So we've got a really good broad set of uh, experience and skills. Um, And we think that cybersecurity is about the alarm controls across people, operations and technology, rather than just a a heavy focus on technology, uh, which is a traditional perception that cybersecurity has. Um, we're, we've been based in Guernsey, uh, but we have a heavy UK presence and we have clients globally, um, including uh, the US, South Africa, um, all over Europe um, and uh, New Zealand too. So we've got a pretty heavy global presence.
0: Thank you. That, wow. I didn't realise you have um, that wider global presence. Um, So today we're talking about World Password Day um, and we're delighted to have you talk with us about this. Um, Can you tell us what are the dangers of poor password security?
2: Yes, so if you have a poor password or poor password security and someone manages to get into your account then they'll basically be able to do anything that you can do. So they could do social media posts, they could change information, post misinformation and access potentially sensitive data. So there's different ways which attackers can get into accounts. Some of the most common ones are password reuse. So if you use a password for multiple different accounts and say there is a breach with one of those services, the first thing attackers will do is try that um, password with a different account, such as to say if your Twitter account was compromised, they'll try your Twitter password on Facebook. If it's the same one, then they'll get in. And then the other ways that attackers get in is through attacking the password itself. So that's through something called a brute force attack, where they just try lots and lots and lots of different passwords until eventually they get in. Or a dictionary attack where they take lots of dictionary words and um, try to get in that way if it's ju- if your password's just made up of words. And just going on to password cracking, there's been a recent study which was carried out in 2022 20- that showed there has been an increase of the um, brute force capabilities of attackers by 24,000%. And what this basically has led to, to put it into context, is if you were using a password combination that was made up of eight different characters so numbers uppercase letters lowercase letters and symbols it would only take 39 minutes to crack in 2022 so there's a lot of emphasis on making sure your passwords are longer and um, new hardware has been released since this study so it's only getting quicker and this hardware is cheaply available it's the same kind of thing that um, people have in their gaming computers so this is really accessible to anyone really so that's that's some of the dangers of poor password security and why there's such an emphasis on having longer and slightly more complex passwords to stop the attackers from being able to get in.
0: Righty, So gone are the days where people, I don't know, wrote their passwords down on paper or had an Excel spreadsheet. I was guilty of that several years ago. Um, and I've taken it up a level. Um, I mean, you've mentioned some of the dangers um, of a poor password security and, and included some top tips. But have you got any other you know, top tips for us to have good password management?
2: Yes. So again, um, the longer length and complexity is a good one. Um, There's a lot of advice at the moment going out there, which people should use, say, three or four words. Ideally, you're looking for a length that's over 12 characters, something between 12 to 16 with um, different um, cases, different symbols and other bits and pieces in there. And then the other really, really important bit is something called two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication, which basically means it's another factor that you need to be able to get into your account so say if you were logging into Twitter you put in your username and your password, and then you'd get a code that gets sent to your phone or an application and what that means is that even if an attacker gets hold of your password or manages to crack your password they'd still need that second factor they need your phone they'd need that code to be able to get in so that gives you another bit of protection there
0: okay um James What are some of the worst examples of passwords people can use? I mean, if you've got any, um, I know you can't obviously mention (laughs) businesses' names, but have you like helped anyone out in a certain situation where they've had a poor password?
1: I think poor passwords are probably more common than a lot of people think. Um, There are a set of sort of psychological tropes that that people fall into with passwords, um, where they will use, say, the top row of the keyboard, so they. Q, W, E, R, T, Y, QWERTY, QWERTY. Um, password one um, in a pinch. Particularly um, IT administrators are guilty of this. If, if they're setting some new hardware up, um, maybe it's connected to the internet, they're having issues with it, um, with the setup, they'll use the quick password that they can easily enter and then they'll forget and it won't be reset. Or default passwords on a lot of internet connected equipment as well. Um, so things like routers and switches have default passwords Um, and those are often not changed things like sports teams as well i think liverpool one is the most common password um, from password breaches for uk-based individuals so there's there's lots of very specific um, types of passwords that should definitely be avoided including if you work for an organization using their name and replacing an l with a one or something similar to that those are all very predictable patterns that attackers know
0: Crikey! Um, Would you recommend using a password manager? I mean, I use LastPass, but um, if you would, um, why? Why is that a good thing to do?
1: So, absolutely. I mean, LastPass has had some some bad press recently, um, given the fact that it was uh, involved in a in a pretty serious breach where the the vaults, the password vaults that store the passwords, were stolen from backups, um, and. It is possible eventually, um, with none of the other controls in place, that those password vaults will be breached and that the passwords will be recovered from them, um, particularly the weak, the ones with weaker master passwords as well. So that is a concern um, and it got a lot of media, media attention. However, our recommendation would always be use a password manager um, of some description because it is the lesser of two evils. The reality is, is that if you don't have a password manager, The average person has too many passwords to remember effectively and so they fall into predictable psychological patterns of picking something that is meaningful to them perhaps it's their house name or their father's middle name or a child's name pet something like that and then they will iterate that when they're required if they're required to um for example change the password on a regular basis they will increment it with the month or the year, or something similar to that. Um, and if they're required to have complexity, and again, if they're not able to generate random passwords, they will um, just replace letters with numbers. Um, so threes with uh, E's with threes, um, ones with L's, things like that. Um, and an exclamation mark at the end, capital letter at the beginning, exclamation mark at the end. And those are all really super predictable patterns that reduce um the the requirement on attackers to be able to to crack those passwords
0: okay so i as i said before i use lastpass and yeah i was aware of that incident but um it it does alert me when i've used the same password more than once um and so that's a good reminder i log in and see this kind of like warning um, but it is easier to use the same password, isn't it? But, you know, the, the one thing it does do is say, actually, here's a suggestion. Here's a long password with lots of letters and numbers and everything. And I go, oh, OK. So I've started to go, yeah, actually, I'll use what they suggest because they're obviously suggesting it for a reason. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is hard because we do fall into old habits and um, but... It's really interesting that you said that. I mean, not that I'm trying to promote LastPass, but <laughs> are there any other um, password managers that you would suggest that are quite useful for businesses to use? Or... Yeah, there's a number of them um, on the market.
1: Uh, I think there's 1Password. There's... Um, Luke, would you just help me out? Bitwarden. Bitwarden, there we go. Um, so there's, there's a number of different um, password managers available on the market and they all have their uh, pros and cons. And really, it's there's a lot of choice for consumers. I think at this okay.
0: point. Okay. Is there anything else that you would say apart from what you've already said uh, about using a password manager? You know, making your passwords unique and um, not too personal. Um, is there anything else that you could offer us as um, advice, really?
1: Yeah, I think um, just to to build on all of that, one of the main ways that we see organizations, particularly locally, um, falling foul of, um, and individuals too, falling foul of of password or account compromises is through phishing emails um, and credential harvesting through phishing emails. So I would say remain vigilant, protect your email account and your identities, use a strong password manager um, and use different passwords everywhere to mitigate the impact if you do have an account that's breached. Um, The the organization's websites are always being compromised um, on a sort of rolling daily basis. And when those credentials are compromised, it's important that attackers can't then replay and use those uh, credentials again in credential stuffing attacks, we call them, um, to be able to access other websites that you may have the same credentials.
0: And what about um, large businesses where um, they've they've got loads of passwords to get into people's desktops When people go on holiday and they say, oh, will you leave your password so I can log in, you know, whilst you're off? Um, that kind of thing, you know, it, it's, it's easy to ask those questions, isn't it? Like, could you just leave your password for me so I can log in whilst you're away? But um, what should people be doing if they don't feel comfortable doing that? You know, um, it's hard to say no to your boss or whatever, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so organisations should be putting policies in place where they absolutely do not allow password sharing, for example. It's uh, Information Security 101 that you don't share passwords, you don't share accounts um, with other people. And um, the organisation should be absolutely supporting individuals in not sharing passwords and empowering people to be able to say no, even if it is their boss that's requesting the access to their accounts, they should be saying no.
0: Um, Finally, um, what can your company offer local businesses to help them um, if they wanted to have more one-on-one assistance or um, just a chat with you or if they wanted to attend an event that you've got coming up?
2: So they can get in touch with us um, on our website. What we tend to do is have an initial conversation with businesses, like a mini health check per se, to um, see what kind of um, services that we can offer them. We also do um, some free drop-in events for charities um, each month, um, which if they get in touch, we can arrange with them. And we've also got some events coming up in Hampshire and in Glasgow with the Chamber of Commerces, which is called It Starts With A Fish. Which is a basic introduction into how to handle a cyber security incident. So it's the kind of situation if your password was compromised and your um, company was compromised, how do you deal with that? What's the best way to deal with that going forward? And we believe it's a good idea to practice that kind of thing before it happens for real, so that if, say, you do end up getting breached, then you you know what to do. You know what information you need to find out. You know. What security bits and pieces you need to put in place to protect your organisation and to minimise the damage.
0: Great, and um, James, um, you've done um, events locally in Guernsey, haven't you, with Chamber of Commerce over here? Um, and so, hopefully, obviously, people that are listening at based in Guernsey can um, look for future events because you, you've also held some breakfast events at um, your office as well.
1: Yeah, so I point people towards our social media. Platforms. Um, we're present on LinkedIn and Twitter, um, Facebook, etc. Um, so you can find us there or our website. Um, we are, as you say, we've we've done lots of local events. We've done events with the Digital Greenhouse Chamber of Commerce um, and our own events as well with with um, various industry bodies uh, locally. So we're always we're, we're pretty active. Um, so yeah, just just keep up to date with our social media and you'll um, you'll see when the next events are planned.
0: Great. Well, thank you both very much for talking with me today and sharing those top tips. Um, If anyone locally wishes to find out more, visit blackarrowcyber.com. Stress-free social media podcast is sponsored by Copper, providing collaborative, simple and creative social media solutions to make your business flourish online. For more information, visit www.copper.gg. Next up is World Laughter Day on the 7th of May, the perfect day to share something funny or designed to give us a good belly laugh. Next up is Dying Matters Awareness Week from the 8th to 14th of May, encouraging people to get talking and share stories openly about dying and grief to reduce the associated stress, stigma and social isolation. For more information about Dying Matters Awareness Week and how you can get involved, visit hospiceuk.org. Next up is International Nurses Day on the 12th of May, led by the International Council of Nurses. This year's theme is Our Nurses, Our Future. Setting out what ICN wants for nursing in the future in order to address the global health challenges and improve global health for all. For more information, visit icn.ch. Next up is World Cocktail Day on the 13th of May by Drink Aware, bringing awareness to the effects of drinking and aiming to reduce the harm it can have on people. Why not use this day to promote any mocktails you have on your drinks menu using the hashtag #DrinkAware? To find out more information about the My Drink Aware app, self-assessment tool, or unit and calorie calculator, visit drinkaware.co.uk. Next up is World Fair Trade Day on the 13th of May by the World Fair Trade Organisation, celebrating and encouraging us to choose fair trade goods and becoming fair and ethical consumers. For more information, visit wfto.com. Next up is Women's FA Cup Final on the 14th of May, being played at Wembley Stadium, London. Why not screen the match in the office and make an event of it? Next up is World Baking Day on the 17th of May. The ideal time to surprise your friends, colleagues, neighbours or loved ones with a delicious sweet or savoury treat to let them know how much you care or just make something to enjoy in your own home. If you don't have time to bake, you can always visit a local bakery instead. That's nearly it, but I've just got one more awareness day to finish with. World Bee Day on the 20th of May. Drawing attention to the essential role bees and other pollinators play in keeping people and the planet healthy. It also shines a light on the habitat of pollinators to improve the conditions for their survival so that bees and other pollinators may thrive. A few ways to observe World Bee Day are Buy hive products like honey and wax to support your local beekeepers. Set up a pollinator patch on your patio, your garden or your balcony. Change your pesticides to ones that are not harmful to bees. And that's it for May content ideas. Thanks so much for listening. If you post content having listened to this, let us know in the comments and keep an eye out for our June awareness dates next month. Happy post-creating!